all status, I'm a beat, y'all bet I pull up on the block, in a beat, call back Welcome to the Ross Project, a conversation about life, entrepreneurship, personal development, family tech, and marketing. My name is Ivan Tumulkoff, and I'm your host. And joining me this morning is also my amazing sidekick, Courtney Turner. Good morning, Courtney. How are you? Good morning. I am doing well. Monday. <laughs> yes, it's Monday. It's Monday. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast you will gather 100 percent real raw and unfiltered life-changing advice to help you level up in every aspect of your life and business and help you reach your goals and dreams so uh we got through thanksgiving courtney how was your thanksgiving it was great actually yeah i had a you know i initially was going to go back home uh see my mom but then they put all these sanctions on our travels and uh yeah you know gosh forbid family should unite um so i know <laughs> yeah no that, that's the worst thing you could possibly do apparently so i uh i i will be going to visit my mom but i didn't go for the holiday it was you know they made it quite difficult so i went to go visit a friend in altadena and it was really nice she's a mm -hmm. cook and you know she has a little kid and she brought another friend over so it was nice, yeah. Yeah, you know, so speaking of Thanksgiving and all these sanctions, you know, it's um, so my wife's family actually lives in Illinois, and, and the state of Illinois is probably one of the most horrendous right now with what's happening with, with COVID. I mean, I shit you not, like things are literally on a shutdown over there. In fact, I think I, I may have done something illegal by actually traveling my family to the state of Illinois. Because supposedly, I don't think, you're, yeah, like you're, you're not, I guess you're not supposed to be doing that. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, really? Like, I can't go visit family and like the one holiday to show thanks for. Do, do you know what I find most impressive, though, is that this virus is really, really smart. So it mm -hmm. knows every time a holiday is coming. So it doesn't spike <laughs> after the holiday when people have had their gatherings and, you know, their festivities. It spikes right before because it knows it's coming. So to make sure yeah. that nobody can gather with family and loved ones. It's really impressive, actually. And what's even more impressive is the science that we as human beings have implemented to be able to discover this about a virus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, it's, um, it was actually really ironic. I mean, I was being very observant, you know, while we traveled. So we traveled last week on Thanksgiving and, there's an interesting story about that that, that I want to share. And um, I was observing all the restaurants because in the state of Illinois, no restaurant is to be open. Uh, they cannot operate their dining rooms. But we noticed so many restaurants that were open. And I'm like, thumbs up. Yay! I'm like, you guys. Yeah, like, civil disobedience. No. I know. I know. Right. And, and but there were a lot, some cha mainly chains that were like, operating from like a contactless standpoint that were still operating, but it was like a contactless type of type of experience. And I was like, I'm just glad to see, especially for local businesses, like there were some local restaurants that I'm like, these guys can't close. If they close, they're going to go under, you know, like it's just, it's just, I can't fathom that. But the story I wanted to share that, yeah. that for Thanksgiving is so on Thursday, we're getting ready to leave. Car is packed. Kids are in the car. I, I turn the key on the car to start and the car won't start. And, and I'm sitting here thinking like, what the hell? Like I just pulled the car into the driveway 45 minutes ago and it won't even start. Right? right. And so to condense the story is 45 minutes later, of course, I was able to get it to start. And then a couple of days later found out that the car needed a new battery. So oh, no. what an amazing... <laughs> <laughs> so what, what what an amazing way you know to kick off a thanksgiving holiday with the yeah. car not starting like i'm sitting here thinking you know clark griswold will probably get a kick out of this and right being thanksgiving by the way for those of you don't don't know i've already watched uh christmas vacation about 10 times and that's just tip of the iceberg because it's my all-time favorite movie and this yeah, it's this time of year that I watch it like a gazillion times because you just can't get enough of Clark W. Griswold, you know. So 
it was it was really interesting you know with 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 this pandemic and like just seeing everything and you know state of illinois like really being like literally on the lockdown you know and it's 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 challenging you know it's frustrating to see especially local businesses like having to operate in such way or not operate at all you know um tragic so it really is it really is um before we move on i just want to make a quick announcement for those who are tuning in for the first time so this is obviously the Roz project and we're multi-streaming every monday and friday on all platforms uh starting at 11 a.m central standard time 12 p.m eastern standard time and 9 a.m pacific standard time what I mean by all platforms is like we're we're everywhere on social media, basically. Like every social media platform there is, including Twitch and LinkedIn Live, we are streaming live. And you know what, Courtney? There's been some amazing feedback on Periscope that I've noticed. Oh, wow. I don't like, I, yeah, I have to get on there and uh Yeah. 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 yeah so, I'm so not familiar with Periscope. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I was actually looking at, you know, some of the stats and stuff, and I was able to see uh, some amazing feedback on Periscope, just a lot of people just, you know, viewing and, and those views actually stacking up, you know, week over week. So actually kind of gives me hope because obviously the purpose behind the show is to add some value to people's lives to share some perspective. And let's face it, I mean, we live in such a crazy world, like, you know, you can never get enough perspective. You know, um, another thing I wanted to mention, actually, is so a couple weeks ago, I believe Courtney's uh, the Courtney Turner podcast actually uh, just went live. And you can check out her first episode on her new website at CourtneyTurner.com. So if you can check that out and I'm telling I'm telling you guys, you know, Courtney's got an amazing story. And I keep saying this over and over and over because it is an amazing story. I mean, honestly, with what's happening with this pandemic right now, I invite anybody watching the Roz Project or listening to go and watch or listen to your story. Because suddenly it'll make you go like, you know what? Well, fuck, maybe I just don't have that bad of a life. You know, it just makes <laughs> you really appreciate for the things that you have. And, 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 and by the way, actually, I have to mention this. I didn't even know that you were actually wearing hearing aids up until a few weeks ago. Like really? I was, I did not oh, know like, that. I did not know that. <laughs> you want to know something really funny about that? I think I like in the middle of one of the episodes actually has actually, mm-hmm. um, what's really, really funny about that is a few years ago when I, well, many years ago now, but when I first moved to LA, I had a roommate and there was one point she was a Russian Israeli, so she had a very thick accent. And mm-hmm. she said to me, so she was saying something, and I asked her to repeat herself. And she said, you know, is my accent so terrible? You never understand me. And I said, oh, no, no. And she said, you don't have to make excuses. It's okay. I know I need to work on my accent. And I said, no, 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 really. It's not you. It's really me. I'm, I'm deaf. And she said, she's like, it's okay. Don't, you know, I'll work on it. And I said, no, no, no. Like, I'm not yeah. deaf, but... I wear hearing aids, like I, I'm hearing impaired, and I take out my hearing aids and I show her, and she's like, "Oh, is this why whenever I turn around or I go to the other room, you can't hear me?" She said, "Do you yeah. listen?" I said, "Yeah, that's how I learned how to speak." It's really funny, but I had been yeah. with her for like four months at that point. So yeah, yeah, and you know that is, and and again, I, I'm such a huge fan of anyone that has you know a very powerful story, and and. You know, 2020 has been such a strange year in so many ways, you know, uh, yeah. the election to the pandemic to just everything. And and actually, last week being Thanksgiving, you know, I was sort of reflecting on everything that has happened this year. And suddenly, you know, I kind of found this, you know, stronger sense of gratitude, a state of appreciation mm-hmm. to where mm-hmm. I started realizing, like, you know what, like I get to wake up every day. I've woken up every day in 2020 and everything that I've done. I mean, you know, my life is going good. Uh, you know, family is happy. My business is growing. I'm making amazing connections, obviously, you know, meeting you in 2020 yeah. as well. And, and like suddenly like coming from a place of like being humble and grateful and realizing that, you know what, 99% of the materialistic things in our lives just don't matter. They just really don't. Like, 
the things that truly matter are really the 1%. Like the fact that I can take my ass to the gym today and knowing that I can, when maybe there's that one person that's like battling for their life right about now, you know, and suddenly makes you realize like, maybe I don't have it so bad. So, and, and, and the fact I mentioned actually the hearing aids is because, you know, most people actually have selective hearing. And, and you, uh, people do. Like most people actually do have selective hearing because they choose what right. they want to pay attention to. Right. And so I applaud you. I really do because, you know, speaker, trainer, um, you know, pundit. I mean, you've done some some really, really amazing things. And again, I invite you guys listening and watching to definitely go check out the first episode of the Courtney Turner podcast. It's a fascinating story. It'll give you chills down your back spine. I guarantee you that. Um, so, uh, let's move on to the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is the main topic here, uh, of this episode. And that is the one thing that separates you from others. So, you know what, the reason I wanted to talk about this today, Courtney, is because I think too many people in 2020 are struggling to find themselves. In fact, someone on Twitter that I've been following him for a while uh, posted a tweet and it was something along the lines and I'm going to butcher it, but the, the gist of the message was like, what are you, what are you more most thankful for? Or what, what is the one thing that you uh, you're so thankful for in 2020? I had to think about it. And I was like, I, I guess finding myself really was like the biggest thing. Like, not that I was like completely lost, but like right. finding myself. Right. So Let's talk about that. Like, like I feel 2020, too many people have been, their judgment has been clouded. You know, they've been struggling with figuring out like who they are or yeah. what's important to them in life yeah. and in business. Right. What's your take on that? That's really fascinating to me, actually, because I think one of the things that I talked a lot about in the very beginning of the lockdown was that this was a really good time for introspection. And I think that most people have spent so much of their lives like, looking outwards and so they really don't know who they are they know like where what their role is they know how to uh you know navigate function please others they don't necessarily know who they are most people don't spend a whole lot of time looking inward and i I kept saying this is a really good opportunity to do that especially with you know the lockdowns and um whatnot But I think what is a a very interesting thing about what has happened with 2020 is that, um, you know, I was kind of the opposite, I think, because of a lot of my personal challenges. I've spent so much Mm -hmm. time being introspective. I mean, when you can't see and you can't hear, there's really only inward to go, you know? It's like, yeah, you know, there's not a whole lot. And I spent my childhood that way, you know? So, yeah. but I think that what's been really interesting that I've observed about 2020, and this, it's been such a roller coaster, um, is I think that people often confuse identity and, uh, you know, uh, self-awareness and, uh, mm. like, authenticity. I, I, for lack of a better yeah. word, yeah. authenticity is quite the right word, but sense of self, perhaps, is probably a better one. Mm-hmm. So they confuse sense of self for identity. And I think with 2020, um, there's been so much shift. And I think for some people, not for everybody, but for some people, a lot of identity has been taken from them. Um, You know, I was actually really thinking about this for myself. I, you know, I had started 2020 really, you know, making some strides as a speaker and as an aerialist. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I was about to compete in a poll competition, Uh, you know, and I haven't done poll in months now, you know. Not that I ever thought of myself as like a pole dancer. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was like, you know, it was a hobby. It was something. And I didn't do the comp. I wasn't doing the competition, you know, as a career move or anything. But it was a huge part of, you know, it was a hobby and something I was really passionate about. Yeah. Um, I think that people, you know, we have these things that are part of our routine, part of our passions, part of our uh, makeup. And a lot of people start to think of that they tie their identity to it. And then yeah. you see things like a lot of people's jobs have had to change because of uh, the lockdowns. Uh, a lot of their environments have changed because of the lockdown. And when you start to think about that, then people start to question their identity because they feel lost. You know, well, yeah. who am I if I no longer have this job? 
who am I if I yeah. can no longer, you know, do aerial? Like, you know. Yeah, no, that's um, that's a really good point, and you brought up identity. Actually, I wanted to add to that because I had someone that messaged me on Instagram, okay. and uh, uh, it's a it, it's a friend, and we started kind of talking about, and this really goes to like what separates you from everyone else, which identity yeah. is a big part of this. And um, uh, basically the gist of the discussion was around compli compliance versus conformity, mm. right? And so here's here's what I mean by that is, so um, I was in the state of Illinois this past weekend and I work out at Planet Fitness. Well, okay. in the state of Illinois, you know, uh, you have to wear a mask everywhere you go, literally. And so uh, Planet Fitness actually, they had their locker rooms uh, shut down and there was only like, you know, the men's and women's and on the men's side, um, they had a changing room there. Right. And that was the only thing that was open. But what most people didn't know is just that there's actually free locker rooms on the front that you can use. You set okay. your own combo and you can use them at any time. So the reason I'm sharing this is because, you know, he was talking about how, you know, he's always had a problem being told, uh, things that he should do, right. Mm -hmm. Like given direction. And basically, you know, I gave him an example. I said, look, just because I had to wear a mask, it wasn't going to stop me from exercising. Right. And that's the difference between compliance and conformity. I'm not conforming to like the sheep mentality. Right. I'm being compliant. And as a result, I went in and I worked out for two hours. Mm -hmm. Now, the difference in that is just that. And I was trying to give him the example. I said, look, like, don't misconstrue that, because I think a lot of people misconstrue that and that really goes to identity right like who, who are you because i'm one of those people that i'm fierce as fuck i just don't give a shit like i mean i'm me you know i'll do what i want to do as long as it, <laughs> i don't land in jail for doing something <laughs> illegal you know but for the most part i am fierce you know and so um the example that i gave to him is like don't misconstrue compliance versus conformity because i'm not conforming i'm complying and where there's will, there's power. So that's really goes back to who I am as identity is it's like, you know, I was thinking to myself, like, I'll be damned if a fucking mask is going to prohibit me from working out. I might suffer, but you know what? I'm going to suffer anyway, pedaling for 45 minutes on cardio alone. So like, why not going, you know? So like, I think that's where a lot of people are struggling because of this pandemic, because of everything that's happening, because of the election is that they're misconstruing so many things to where. Well, I would, I would address, I mean, in that case specifically, mm -hmm. I, I would like to address this compliance versus compliance. Sure. Because so, you know, if you're in an establishment like, you know, you're in somebody else's business, you know, if you want to uh, patronize their business, you want to utilize their services yeah you know it makes sense that you would you would comply with their right. requests so you know if if a store says i'm only letting people in who wear purple hats it's kind of right. ludicrous they might not get a whole lot of customers but you know that's their purview they can do that right. i only serve people who wear purple hats that's up to them but when you start Man, and then it's up to me to say, you know what? I really don't like purple hats, so I'm going to go to another store. But when it becomes pervasive and they're telling people right. they need to wear masks outside in, you know, their front yard, really? Why? Yeah. Here, that's yeah. their property. Like that, that's where it makes no sense to me at all. When it comes to, I, you made that choice. So for you, you were like, I'm going to suffer anyway. It's fine. Yep. For me personally, Wearing a mask while I work out is uh, makes no sense to me at all. You, the purpose of working out is to excrete bodily waste, for lack of a better way of putting it. I mean, that's why we sure. sweat. There, you know, the, these are the bodily functions, and that's part of what exercise does for us. And when we wear a mask, we're inhaling our bodily waste. <laughs> so yeah. it kind of is counterproductive. It's like, uh, okay, I'm going to the gym to, for this purpose. But there are lots of other benefits that you may get that have absolutely nothing to do with um, physical health. You know, like certainly like yeah. exercise has a lot of cognitive benefits, mental health benefits, you know, there's, you know, to even teaching you about yourself, right? So I, I think that you, you weigh out the pros and cons and that is up to each individual to weigh that out for themselves and decide and determine you know, which, which list is bigger and then yep. they can choose where they want to comply or not comply. 
that's an excellent point and and another thing i wanted to bring up about you know the the one thing that really you know separates you from others really the key message we're talking about here is well it's really not one thing it's many things that separate you but in an essence is the choices that you make and the actions that you take mm-hmm. you know and actually this was every uh kind of evident to uh business related over the last couple of weeks so i had a negotiation with a pre-existing client that i was going through and um uh you know we're talking about some things and you know they had hired you know another company to do some other stuff and basically what it boiled down to basically is this that well the reason you're paying me what you're paying me is because of seasonality and experience and i've proven that to you you know by displaying it and i basically proved to them that you know your value is determined based on, you know, what you bring to the table and the experience that you have, right? From a business standpoint. So that's a differentiating factor on the business side, but principally in life, it's the same. In fact, one of my, one of my most favorite quotes that I've been going back to probably over the last six months is Tony Robbins that, you know, business is 90% logic and 10% execution. And that's actually true in life too, is this that what's your logic like? You know, like that's a separating factor. You know, what's your logic like? Like, how do you think? You know, how do you perceive the world? And I actually give an example to my wife recently. I said, okay, if you think that, you know, if you think negatively, you're probably going to manifest negativity. If you think positively, you're probably going to, you know, manifest positivity, right? And the example behind that is basically if you woke up today and thought that today is going to be the end of the world, it might just be the end of the world. Well, I would even add to that, that it actually, it's it's going to affect how you see it. So regard, there's, you know, I think we did another discussion about like, where does truth really lie? There's your mm-hmm. reality, my reality, there's the reality. And I right. think that if you see things negatively, the actual reality and of the circumstances may not have changed. They may not be good or bad, but if you see things negatively, they're going to continue to seem more and more negative. That's what you're going to see. Yeah. You see things more positively then you know, maybe the same situation, but you may have a more positive outlook and reaction to it. So, yeah, no, that's, and that really goes back to, you know, talking about logic. I, you know, I think logic is a huge differentiating factor and, you know, how you think. And, and I think logic is also in part, you know, a correlation of uh, experiences that you've had in life too, because, Sure. I mean, there's right and wrong, as we know, but actually this goes back to the Instagram convo that I had with a friend and, um, you know, I actually brought that up. I said, you know, I think logic and choices and actions that we make mm-hmm. that differentiate us from one another and ultimately what makes you unique, whether it's in life or in business, is largely in part uh, based on the experiences that we have. So, like, if you've had a lot of bad experiences uh, in life, here's an example. So, uh, I've had a fear of heights <laughs> for like a long ass time. And this really goes back to pretty common. Yeah. You know, had, like childhood experience, I fell off a swing. And as a result, for like 20 years, I wouldn't get on any kind of a roller coaster. I was just I scared shitless because oh. of a bad childhood experience. But then I realized that, okay, this is a fear that I have two choices. I either overcome this fear right? Mm-hmm. By just tackling it head on, or I let that fear dictate my life. And when you think about it, so long story short, I got on a, on a roller coaster ride and I fucking loved it. <laughs> I was like, this yeah, is awesome. So fun, like, right? you know, I need to get on another one. <laughs> but principally, that is a differentiating factor of what separates you from someone else is because of the experiences that you had in your life. Mm-hmm. So if you had good experience, I think even more, uh, the, a bigger differentiating factor is probably your reaction to those experiences. Two people mm-hmm. can have the exact same experience and react completely differently to it. And I think that's really more of a defining factor is how do you react to that experience? What do you do with that, uh, with the experience, with the knowledge, with, uh, you know, the circumstance, how do you handle it? Right. And I, I think that's really what makes uh, people so different and unique is that two people can have the exact same experience and react completely differently to it. Yeah, no, that's a real, that's a really good point. Um, in fact, uh, uh, another story actually this morning, someone um, posted on Facebook about, uh, oh, I'm tired, you know, uh, or 
uh, it was along the lines of, uh, is, is someone else as tired as I am every time I work out? And I started to extrapolate, you know, the post because I'm like, there's something not right about this post. Like if you're tired all the time when you're working out, like you're probably exhausting your body and come to find out the guy works out every single day, mm, like yeah. seven days a week. And, and I'm like, okay, well, first of all, you shouldn't be working out seven days a week. You need one day to basically recharge your body because you're suffocating. Yeah. The other thing is, you know, well, especially you, depending on what they're doing, you know, you can't go hard. Right. Days. Right. And the next thing I asked is like, so what's the duration of your workouts? And he said, well, 45 to 60 minutes. I'm like, well, I work out three days a week and mine are two plus hours, mm-hmm. you know? So like you're doing about, you know, 60 minute workouts, seven days a week, you're wearing yourself out. Are you drinking water? He's like, well, I'm not drinking enough water. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, all these contributing factors and what I just shared is ultimately what in part separates my workout from your workout, right. you know? And so that's kind of the point of what we're talking about here, because whether it's in life or it's in relationships or it's in business, yeah. you know, uh, and in fact, um, I've had some people that have actually asked me this, you know, it's like, I mean, you know, you're in the marketing space, but like, you really don't like you know, self-promote so much. And I'm like, when you think about it, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It doesn't matter what vertical you're in. The psychology factor is what matters more than anything. That's why I really doubled down for years on the psychology behind it is because psychology is the driving factor. Here's, Here's in layman's terms. I could be the shittiest marketer in the world, but if my psychology and logic is superb, People are always going to want to go with me because they know that you create an emotional connection. And that's why people really relate. That's why people have relationships. That's why people thrive in their personal lives. It's because of the psychology and the logic. And I feel like so many people don't understand that, especially from an entrepreneurial standpoint, is that the importance of psychology and logic and, and, and attribution to things. I mean, that's what separates you from everybody else is how you think i mean tony robbins i keep bringing this up is the reason the guy gets paid millions is because what he's got up here mm-hmm. little like the brains and the logic and the psychology and the experiences that he that he's had the story you know tony robbins has a very powerful story too not to mention mm-hmm. you know which obviously adds to this but when he when you're looking to separate yourself it's all these small things that I think people just don't value as much mm-hmm. because people think that, oh, there's no merit behind psychology. There's no merit be- be- behind logic. Bullshit. That's all of it. Literally. That's yeah. all of it, whether it's in your life or relationship. And I'll give you a prime example. Like this past week, my, my, my wife were, uh, my wife and I were just chatting. I said, you know, I think communication is probably one thing that me and you just really need to double down on more. Like we just need to talk more. I mean, not that we don't talk enough, but <laughs> right. talk more because right. communication helps solve problems. Right. You know, communication. Well, I think helps. it's also it's like what are you discussing? I think a lot of mm-hmm. people talk, but they don't necessarily communicate. There's a there is a distinction. Yeah, <laughs> that that's a really good point is to have strategic conversations. Yeah. you know, like conversation intentional mm-hmm. so you know I, I feel like strategic in certain arenas yes but i think strategic implies that there's a manipulation you know there's a an outcome you're looking for intentional is a little bit different it's like what is it what is my intention to you know have this discussion sure. and because we can't control the other person's reaction to it we can only control what we're bringing to the table and what we're trying to communicate and convey to them yeah. absolutely so a couple of things you mentioned there is control, you know, control what you can, you know, and, and I think whether it's, you know, in life or relationships or businesses, I think as human beings, we try to control so much because we want to be able to have a full grasp on everything. Well, and because like, so much is out of our control. And I think that's scary to people. <laughs> and so they yeah. try to control everything they possibly can because they, they're, they're hyper aware of how little they actually have control over. So, that's a really good point. In <laughs> fact, um, I'm I'm sure you've heard this before, but like when you when you think about uh, yourself as an individual, you're just one this this little tiny dot in the universe. Yeah. In reality, you're just one fucking tiny dot. Not that you don't matter, that you're insignificant, mm-hmm. 
but compared to the rest of the world, you're one tiny dot. Yeah. yeah. Literally one tiny dot. And you can definitely make an impact, you know, by being solution oriented, being proactive, being strategic, being optimistic. And someone like me also being a realist. Like I'm, I'm, I'm far more realistic about everything in the world and everything around me than ever before. Because like you said, there's so much that when you realize that, you know what, I can only control myself, really my actions, my intentions, but there's so much around me that I can't control. Like I can't control my environment. I mean, I can, but I can't like, for example, when I go to the gym and I walk into the gym and I'm like, you know, there's like all these people like this frustrates the fuck out of me, honestly, is when you've got the high school kids that are over by the free weights and they're just dicking around and you see them not doing anything or trying to pick up like, you know, the 60 pound barbell. And then two seconds later, you see them nearly dropping on their foot. I'm like, 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 real, like, really, what the fuck are you doing? Like I, I dropped a weight very accidentally on my foot and yeah, that's really, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. But like, I can't control that. You know, I can't go in and say, Hey, stop dicking around. Like, you know, there's people trying to use the free weights, like go be more productive. And this usually happens on like a Friday or like a Saturday. Like, you know, it's like in the slowest of times that I walk in there, but like, that's a prime example that like, I can't control that. You know, I can, you, I can, can change, you can control the times you go, maybe. So you mm-hmm. know that that tends to be when they're around and when they're goofing off. And so you may right. say, okay, I can change my schedule a little bit. They're less likely to be here and behaving this way during these times. And I have a window here. They still might show up. You you can't, and something else may happen, but that's a sort of thing. Yeah. 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 That's just it is, is like control only the things that you can. And, You know, talking about differentiation from one another, which is the main topic of this episode, is it's like these are all these little things, you know, that really just make such a huge impact. And when you stack up all these little things like, okay, how much do I really control? Like, how much can I really impact? Like, you realize that there's only, you know, so much that you really control. Like, you only control your actions. You can control your intentions, you know. You can control what you do ultimately but like you can't control like what happens outside of your purview and that's really a huge differentiating factor from one another also like how do you perceive reality you know what's your reality what's which we've talked about this before like how do you see the world you know like uh, do you have a sense of gratitude or are you constantly narcissistic in Mm -hmm. fact a shitload of people on social media. In fact, there's a lot of people that call them influencers that I follow that are actually extremely narcissistic. So and like, many. Yeah. Like, it's- I'm like, okay, has society become narcissistic too? Narcissistic? And I, I find very, like, I, I don't know if we call it full blown sociopathy, but definitely really opportunistic in a way mm-hmm. that is quite abhorrent, I find. Um, yeah. to see, and I think what bothers me so much is to see such a pervasive trend towards that and where people are being rewarded for that type of behavior. It's almost uh, not just trendy, but people are incentivized to continue that type of right. behavior. Yeah. You know, it's and this this might be a, a different topic to discuss, mm-hmm. but you brought up a really good point about narcissism is like, I feel like like this really goes back to kind of like the media also is like, let's face it. The last time you, you read a positive story, something that was really impactful, something that really made you go like, Oh, this is awesome. Like maybe someone's helping the homeless and there's a big story behind it or, you know, uh, an, an abduction an abducted child was recovered after years of investigating, like something really, really positive. Right. That makes you go like, Oh, like, like, like there's some, some positivity happening in the world. Right. But like in the reality of things, I feel like people gravitate towards, um, things that are very impulsive, things that are negative, things that are very controversial, things that are, well, there is, there's truth in that. And there's actually a, a scientific, uh, rationale behind that as human beings, we're wired to survive. Right. So, we, mm-hmm. there's something it's called the power of the bad 
And th this is why it takes like five compliments to outweigh one insult. Really? Because, yes. Yeah. Because we are wired, and this goes back to ancient man, where it's much more relevant for us to be aware of a lion or a tiger that, that's coming to eat us than yeah. it is for us to be aware of, you know, uh, you know, the nice flowers that, that are so pretty and smell pretty. Right. You know, like right. that's that's nice. We want to be able to absorb that, but we need to be notified immediately if we're in danger. And so yeah. there it's called the power of the bad. So things that are negative uh, impact us with a much strong, much larger magnitude. And they have a much bigger impact on us than things that are warm, fuzzy and positive. That doesn't yeah. mean that we don't recognize them or appreciate the, the good. It just means that it doesn't uh, strike us the same way. That, that's interesting, isn't it? Like how human nature, how human behavior is like actually so warped and kind of screwed up in a way when you think about it because we grab well, it's so biological and i think that's the mm -hmm. thing that as human beings we've evolved so much and we're uh, we're such social creatures that live in this modern world that is very uh, comfortable in a lot of ways not to say that we don't still have our struggles we always will we're mm -hmm. living beings and we're flawed however you know compared to ancient man we live a pretty cushy life you know and yeah. so we we forget though that so much of our wiring is biological we don't have a whole lot of control over it we know we have yeah. control over how we react to it we can become aware of it but there's still biological forces at play well no, i i i could i couldn't agree more um in fact um one thing that i actually wanted to share with you is when you were talking about all these things is so um i stumbled across a really interesting article so um, I, I've been a fan of like archaeology for a very long time. Like yeah. it's probably yeah. something that I should have taken on, you know, as a stronger initiative. But I ran across this article that basically archaeologists, um, I think it was in Jer Jerusalem, is this it talked about how they uncovered a tomb where there's a very, very high possibility that actually Jesus Christ may have lived and Mary and Joseph actually. I've seen this. Like, yeah. it, there's like strong evidence behind this and like i'm reading this article and i'm like this is fascinating like this is like about human history like the beginning of humankind basically okay. and like but this article ain't, ain't gonna get shit for visibility you know like because people are like oh, this isn't interesting like th this isn't like this isn't this doesn't jive me doesn't excite me like there's nothing it's educational but it's mm -hmm. not i guess polarizing it really goes back to like Okay, well, I'm a person that has appreciation for something like that, but most people don't. And that's a differentiating factor because most people are yeah. like, oh, you know, what's happening in Hollywood or, you know, what's happening in politics or, oh, what's the media talking about? I'm like, are you like trying to purposely stress yourself out and depress yourself? Like, because I feel like we do that to ourselves or at least a lot of people do that to themselves because they they choose the wrong things mm -hmm. you know and that's it's funny that you say that archaeology i actually came one class shy of minoring in psychological anthropology i didn't know uh -huh. until i graduated <laughs> if i had known i would have taken the one class and gotten my minor but yeah yeah um, yeah but yeah i think it's, it's interesting that you say that people intentionally stress themselves out i think there's there's an element of it um there it depends on what it is, but I think sometimes people feel um, it becomes kind of like a a compulsion. It's like they can't break themselves out of it. Almost, I, it's almost like an addiction. You know, they want to. They they're like, oh, that's going to make me upset, but I need to know. Yep. No, that's 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 abs absolutely true. And honestly, I mean, that's the, the differentiating factor here. Another differentiating factor is what you choose to perceive you know, the things that you, that you consume. And honestly, um, I was reading this somewhere. This, this is definitely not me, but someone, someone said that, you know what, the might've been someone on social media that was following this said, you know what, the older that I get, the less I give a fuck about stupid shit. And I'm like, you know, I'm 40 years old and I'm like, you know what, like there's so much that I just don't give a shit about. Like, <laughs> I really don't. And most people are like, well, Ivan, why, why don't you care about this? Why don't you care about that? And I'm like, why? Like, how is this going to add value to my life? Is it going right. to is going to make me more like, you know, the pandemic, for example. So we have a friend actually who 
uh, believe it or not, she's been like locked in her house since like March and we love her to death. Like, you know, we're, we're very close, you know, it's a family, uh, close family friend. And, um, I'm like sitting here thinking, I'm like, okay, if I did that, I will become more depressed, more anxious, more stressed. And like, you start to wonder about things that you otherwise wouldn't wonder. Like you're starting to hallucinate almost. Yeah. To the point. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, okay, there's, there's literally things out in the world that happen on daily basis that like, maybe I don't perceive as stressful, but they, they might be to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? The fact that I could wake up, walk outside my house and get hit by a bus, you know, it could happen. It could yeah. very well happen. Or my heart might stop uh, breathing or I might suffocate, you know, because I'm not br- yeah. like, there's so many things that can happen, but like, here's the reality. Like, would you, like, would you want to wake up every day, like worrying about things like that? Right. Because there are people out there that worry about stuff like that, Courtney. Like, literally, they're so subconscious about it. Like, you know what? Today is going to be my last day. You know, I, I think that my time is up. And I'm like, like, you know what? If my if my time is up, my time is up. I can't control the inevitable. It's funny because when the, when the, you know, the virus scare yeah. came upon a came upon us a lot of you were asking me like are you afraid of it and I, I remember I was like not really and they were like why do you not you know and people get so polarized you know like oh you don't think it's real I'm like no it's not even that I mean and in the beginning I actually you know we didn't know what it was so of course I took it seriously you know like yeah. you, know, you don't know yeah. you no know. I'm not going to claim that I have all this knowledge when I know nothing you know um, right but I just didn't have a fear I was kind of like you know, it, I, if that's going to be the thing that takes me out, it's the thing that takes me out. Like, what control do I have over it? I mean, I can sit and, like, lock myself up in my room. But, sure. you know, I, if I'm going to, you know, not that I wish death or, you know, but like, right. if I'm going to go, I would rather at least have live, live my life, you know, like. Like, am I supposed to lock myself up in a room waiting for it? Like, what's the point of that? I actually. <laughs> my, my friend's husband this weekend was like, yeah, they, they, they COVID can't take Courtney out because she's already like, she's already beaten all the odds. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I kind of feel that way. Like with everything yeah. I've been through in my life, that's probably not the thing that's going to take me out. And if it is, it is, you know? So. Well, it, you know, one thing I wanted to mention is perception is reality, right? And that's a differentiating factor between people. And uh, I was actually talking to my wife about this because, you know, my wife has an autoimmune disorder. And so, of course, we're very cautious about that because uh, let's just face it, I get sick for a couple of days or something. She'll get sick for a couple of weeks or might not even recover. It's just how our immune system works. And so we talked about pain tolerance. And you actually mentioned this that I guess, you know, in a way, my pain tolerance is actually pretty high because when I come to realize it is it's like, or maybe my risk factor, that's probably it too. My risk factor is probably much higher. And so, but that's a differentiating factor from- There's a gene for it. It's the RDR4 with the seventh allele. There's actually a risk-taking gene. Yeah. This is why you're on the show because (laughs) you have this level of intelligence to mention things like this, but you're absolutely right. Is that it's the risk factor. It's the pain tolerance. And like, I mean, it's a multi, yes, it is probably a gene. You're absolutely right. That probably has a huge contributing factor, but you know, where I was going with that is this that, you know, that's how people differentiate from one another. It's like, what did you, and you know, like when I look at the last five years, probably six years, it's like, there's just been so much that has happened you know, in my life that has made me realize that, you know what, like, okay, I've been through so much, like being bankrupt. And at one point we were told we couldn't have kids and like how to move my family around so many times. And like, you know, like just so many different things that I'm like, okay, none of that shit broke me. Yeah. You know? you so like, yeah. It wasn't life or death. And I used to think that like literally when I, I remember when I was going through the bankruptcy, you know, it was like, holy shit, this is going to break me. This is literally going to put me out on the street. Yeah. And like suddenly I realized now going through this, like, no, it didn't fucking break me. If anything, it made me stronger. Yeah. And that does not is... kill you, makes you stronger. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, I think with you, Courtney, one of the things that I mentioned is that after going through so much that you have gone through, and again, for those that are watching and listening, please go and watch and listen to the Courtney Turner podcast. 
the first episode, it's really an eye-opening experience. And if it's not, there's something fucking wrong with you. Like, seriously. Like, if you can't... I mean, I guess I'm an empathetic person. That's another thing, you know? I'm I'm very empathetic because... And I think there's a lot of people out there that are not empathetic. It's true. Yeah, that is part of a, that's part of personality. Some people are very high on empathy and some people are much lower. Exactly. And so, you know, but that's a differentiating factor. You know, Courtney, I think it's pain tolerance, risk factor, empathy, you know, that really contributes to, you know, not only entrepreneurship, but really like who you are as an individual, your For personality. Sure. And, and I think, character. I think, and this could probably be a whole nother topic, but I think what's really fascinating about what you're alluding to is how much of our differentiating factors are intrinsic, you know, the, mm -hmm. the age old nature versus nurture uh, debate. My mom would, my mom was a psychologist and she would always say, you know, we're a combination of nature, nurture, and fate. And never underestimate the power of fate. And you know, that's another thing, actually. So we're talking a lot about psychology here and, you know, what separates you from everyone else. But so every successful person, every every successful coach, every millionaire, even billionaires that I've ever met, Courtney, there's one constant that has been psychology. So they talk about mindsets. They talk about a self-discipline. They talk about a self-love mm -hmm. also. And like when I think about all this, it's like it really is all psychology. Yeah. Because it, it, it stems from how you think because your mind, by the way, I should have probably gone into psychology because I'm so fascinated about yeah. all of this. And now I guess getting older, being an entrepreneur, being a father, husband, going through all kinds of things, right? Over the last five, six years, like makes me realize like it's all psychology. Sure. Yeah. You know, it, it's all psychological, literally. Like, uh, everything literally in my life that has ever happened has been a correlation to psychology in some form or fashion. Like okay. the way I perceive things like, okay, could I survive this? Yes or no. It's a psychological thing. It's how I think about it. Okay. The mind is really such a powerful thing. Yeah. You know, the mind, in, in fact, um, there was a video I did a few years ago that, that I keep going back to, too, is mind, body, and soul. Mm -hmm. If you get those three things in tune, you are literally unstoppable and you become the person that you probably always aspired to be. And there's a lot of people out there in the world that like they know deep inside, like, you know, I want to be a better human being. I want to be more successful. I want to make more money. You know, I want to be a, a better wife or better husband, you know, or, you know, have a better relationship. You know, they know it deep inside. But yeah. they're so swayed by the mediocrity of the world that they forget to think for themselves. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you have to. You want you want to separate yourself from everybody else. Think for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good start. And yeah. stop worrying this, about. This goes back to your discussion about compliance and conformity. Mm -hmm. I, exactly. I this is why I personally have such an issue with uh, conformity and to some extent compliance, because I, I think people really need to have boundaries on compliance. You know, compliance can lead to sheep mentality. It can, you know, mm -hmm. there's as the example I used before, there's you can make choices of where you want to comply, but right. blanket compliance and where you just give over any of your own uh, convictions for the sake mm -hmm. of, you know, complying uh, does lead to a loss of uh, independent thought. And uh, independent thought is what makes us, uh, it makes us who we are. You know, I always say like, I, I it's yeah. great to have diversity, but diversity of thought is first and foremost to me always. That, that's yeah. what I value. I love you know, part of the reason I love conversations like this and talking to people is because you learn so much from other people because everybody thinks differently. Everybody has unique perspectives and unique uh, interpretations on things. You know, it, it boils down to like, you know, we might both look at this pen and I see a, you know, hot pink, neon pink, but <laughs> and we may agree that that's what this right. is. But what you're actually seeing and what I'm actually seeing might not be the same thing. You yeah. Know, so we could both try and describe it. And that description alone is fascinating. So and that, you know, yeah. gets only magnified when you talk about, 
you know, deeper concepts. So, and that is, you know, ultimately one of the things that, you know, I wanted to focus on. And I think the more I think about it now, looking at the last six years of this podcast and how it's evolved and how it has grown and how it has shifted, yeah. it's really steering more to psychology. It really is to everything psychological between personal development, you know, that's mm-hmm. psychological, you know, yeah. anything that's really technology, family oriented, marketing related, it's all psychology oriented. And I think, you know, looking at, and I follow a lot of successful people that I aspire to be like one day. And I look at, uh, you know, all they talk about really psychology and all their content, it's all psychological when you think about it. But I think too many, like you said, perception is reality and everyone has a different perception. Like you said, the pink, hot pink pen. I may look at it and say, oh, that's just a pen. You look at it, it's like, no, it's a hot pink pen because <laughs> hot pink has a bigger significance it's to you. Neon. It's neon hot neon, pink. Neon. Yeah. Neon hot pink. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, the amazing episode again, Courtney. I mean, I, I, I you know, uh, for everyone that's watching and listening, I truly hope you guys are getting some serious value out of this because it is such when you really become a much bigger, more optimistic and really, you know, and that's one of the things that I know you bring to the table. And I absolutely admire the psychological angle of this because it's a huge eye opening experience that hopefully makes people realize on the show, like how much there is out there. And you just just stop being closed minded, you know, like think for yourself. It's OK to focus on individuality as long as you're okay with it. Because at the end of the day, there's one constant. You get to live with yourself for the rest yep. of your life. Shit. And that is literally the, the, the one thing that you cannot change. Like you wake up with where yourself. You there you are. <laughs> exactly. No matter where you go, there you are. So uh, with that, we're going to wrap things up for this episode. Uh, I want to thank my amazing guest, Courtney Turner, who always brings the fire and the psychology and the mindset. Thank you so much. And again, guys, we'll be back on Friday, same time, same place. And uh, stay tuned in for another hot topic. Courtney, thank you so much. Have a, an amazing rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye, everyone.